Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to season two, episode two of the Homesteading UK podcast. How you doing, Mike? You all right? All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Adam. I'm joined Mike by my co-host Mike here, and uh, we are in. Well, it can only be described as the shed of dreams. It's the micro workshop, mate. Yeah. You look around. I think you could think, what job could I not do in here? Couldn't have a game of football in here, I'll tell you. <laughs> you couldn't have a game of anything in here. You certainly couldn't swing a cat. A game of chess, probably. <laughs> oh, dear. It's but... rammed. At the moment, it's a clutter, isn't it? We like to... So I'm looking around. There's partially built beehives everywhere because um, I've picked up a bit of part-time work doing some beehives for somebody. So that's on the cards. But the rest of it is just tools. Just tools, files and hammers and cutting tools. And there's a little pillar drill. There's a lathe yeah. over there, I see. I've been working on one of the cars, so I've got a battery charging unit out and some yeah. stuff like that. But there's everything Spare in here. Spare chainsaw bars and hand drills. But it's and eight, axes eight and by sorts. six, this shed. Yeah. Eight yeah. by six. And it's got probably a two by five for a bench in it. Yeah. Running <laughs> yeah. on one yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's enough, there's enough capability in here to deal with most little homeowner issues and a little bit beyond that. Yeah. Um, but having a good tool wall, mate. Oh, I was talking to someone about tool walls this week. Yeah. Yeah. In in a space like this, and when I say tool wall, I actually mean tool roof as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it does red. make life so much easier. Yeah. It really does. It makes life so much easier. And when there's something that needs doing in the house or whatever, you can just come down, bang. I know yeah. where everything is. Yeah, it's cool. And if you've it's got cool. a bad brain like I have, that's actually quite handy. Yeah. But... um. And also it gets all the clutter off the floor. Yeah, no, it's, it's really smart. So it's a really nice space. The only thing is it's a little bit chilly out here because it's cold out tonight, isn't it? So It is cold, Do you want to do a little bit? We normally talk about the weather. It's been about three weeks, I reckon, since we last yeah, recorded. you do the weather because I always do the weather. Well, I, I reckon that the last time we recorded it was just before a couple of big storms blew through, wasn't it? It was. We decided, uh, And that we? had a big effect on the UK. Yeah, so we had, so had a lot of power outages, didn't we? Tell me about it, bruv. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had that problem and it was cold and wet. It was wet and windy, wasn't it, for a while? So the storm was actually on a... I think the storm was on a Friday night. Right. The storm was on a Friday we night. I reckon it was the Friday night after we last recorded, didn't we? So It was, yeah. I yeah. can tell you that because uh, I actually know it. Because my daughter, we were in Essex yeah. at my mum and dad's. Yeah. And the storm was on Friday and it was supposed to blow through from the morning to about one or two o'clock. Yeah. And my daughter was due to be working on the next day, on the Saturday, yeah. but we didn't know if we'd be able to get home. So we rang and said she might be late to work. But we actually drove home that night. Yeah. Friday night, we took a punt and we wow. managed to get in, wow. which was unbelievable. Mm. There was power out. We knew that we were coming home to a power cut. Yeah. But we didn't know whether we'd be able to get through because of trees falling across yeah, the roads. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we just got lucky. We yeah. got lucky because then the next day when you drove around, I mean, there was a lot of trees yeah. felled. In the, we're in the southeast, by the way, in Sussex, in yeah. the UK, and there was a lot of trees down here, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh, loads of trees down, and I think pretty much everywhere you went, you know, you go and see there's like reports of trees down on the, mm. like the various different um, travel sites, travel sites and, yeah. and that sort of thing. But also then, when you're driving around a few days later, you can see what's left of the trees that have yeah. been taken down. Yeah. There's a few road closures where I sort of drive through to work. It was a good time and... to be a fencer, mate. Great time to be a fencer <laughs> and a tree surgeon. Yeah, if you're a fencer, tree <laughs> yeah. surgeon, you've made some dollar, haven't you? Yeah. But, um, but then since then, we've had, we had a bit of wet and windy and a kind of mild and kind of a bit sort of drizzly, typical yeah. drizzly kind of UK, you know, autumn or spring kind of weather. And then this week it's turned pretty cold again, hasn't it? We've got it's a bit got of northeasterly wind yeah. coming in, haven't we? And it's, yeah. I've had frost on the cars a couple yeah. of times and uh, and it has been, again, um, wrap up warm weather, get your stove lit weather. But, yeah. you know, we will talk a little bit about the storm because it brought a lot of things to light. And certainly for me coming home to a power cut, 
I knew looking at the damage the next day mm. that that was not going to be a, you know, you're going to be back on in three or four hours. Yeah. And I was, I was ready for a week off power. Right. That's what I thought it was going to be looking yeah. at it. And the most we'd, we've ever had here has been four days and we had five days right. without power. So what did you, you had a power out? For about two seconds twice. Yeah. And it and just came back on again, flicked straight on, back yeah. on again. So no, but where I am in the town, it's much less likely, you know, for us to have anything like that's pretty unusual. Yeah, we are out, <coughs> in the, we are out in the countryside, as I know that people who have listened before know, but it's also that it's a smaller community. Mm. So, you know, if you're looking on a jobs list from, if you're at UK Power Networks and mm. I go and fix this one and I can get 200 people back on, yeah. or I can come to where I live and get five people back, yeah. we're always getting shunted down yeah. the list. Yeah. But, you know, to be fair, they came out and done us as soon as they could. And, yeah. Um, one of our colleagues had an extra day longer than me even off. But, I mean, three of the telegraph poles were just down. Yeah. Uh, not telegraph, the electricity poles were yeah. down. They were yeah. just splitting off, yeah. falling over the road. And um, that will make a nice picture for the... Uh, oh, website. it was amazing, that picture. Like, it's just, just literally like snapped, didn't Matchsticks, it? mate. Yeah. Matchsticks. And, um, and so I knew that it wasn't going to be a quick fix. Yeah. You know, it was new telegraph poles, the whole shaboy. Yeah. Um, but then that threw quite a lot of things into light, which mm. I know that have been compounded by recent events and we'll talk about those as yeah, well. Should we do that? So we do maybe aim to do that in the second segment. Yeah. Come yeah. back to revisit that because I think it's really some really important learning from that. Some Very much just so. to put out there for people. Um and so it's just sort of some discussion around as well, just as much about that as the kind of general state of affairs in the yeah. world just at the moment. Yeah, which yeah. you know there's been lots of bad news bad news this year as it is and there's been quite a bit more bad news since we last reported. Absolutely. So um let's let's come back and just do a bit of a segment on that second half. So mm -hmm. Should we do our traditional first half of what you've been doing? Mate, yeah, it's been pretty full on at the farm. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, for people who might not have heard or know, I've just sort of started working or putting together a self-sufficient farm from scratch. There's nothing there. It was just a field, basically. Yeah. Um, I can vouch for a that. Field a field in a workshop. Yeah. Muddy field at that. Yeah, muddy field at that. Yeah, so an older pasture. So we have, the polytunnel is up, um, but I'm still waiting on my bulk horse manure or cow yeah. muck to go in yeah. um, we've got two sources of that both of which are from local farms but we can't get it until their fields have dried out a bit yeah. but if we can get a week like we've had today mm. then we'll be able to get in and so get it by monday if it don't rain and, and right. yeah and the reason i can't put the front on is because carting that lot in um, will be much easier to do using a big tractor what are you going to do in subsequent years though i won't need that much in subsequent years this is the first go and okay. I've well, I didn't want to just like bring it straight out, but I've got a new little gift, mate. I've got a new little tractor. All oh, right. Have you seen it? Oh, actually, I have. Yeah, I did. I saw it last week, didn't I? I've got my new little bad well, boy. Got a Fisher Price tractor. I've got my little postman Pratt tractor. Like that, it's not even got a proper horn. I have to say though, you know that is that is something which some of our listeners may have some experience with, and if not. It's a little Kaboto tractor. Yeah. And, I mean, it's only probably four foot wide. About four foot wide. Yeah. Um, it's called the Small Olders Tractor. It's a Small yeah. Olders And because I'm working inside a polytunnel, it's an amazing little machine. Yeah. So, um, today I was um, getting an old trailer base and refitting yeah. wheels on that. Yeah. Um, so that that will fit on it so that I can use that for trundling up and down. And yeah. also then, it's four-wheel drive. So, you know, if you wanted to take that over into the orchard which I'll talk about in a minute as well. Yeah. Um, all of those things are doable in this little thing, and it's it's just such an easy thing to work. It would even be 
useful for someone like yourself though because it's four wheel drive yeah um and it's got a really high i think it goes uh one twelve hundred horsepower so mm. it will and it's got a pto it's got a takeoff power takeoff yeah so you could run a little mill on it. You could yeah. run loads of stuff off of it. Oh, okay. You can run a tiller off it, which yeah. is what I'll be using it for, yeah. putting a rotavator on the yeah. back. But there's so many different pieces of machinery that you can run off the back of it. Um, but um, one of the trailers that we've got or we're going to manufacture ourselves would be like a little timber haul. Yeah. And because it's small and four-wheel drive, you could drive that into the woods with quite yeah. minimal impact, yeah. load your logs up and pull them yeah. out. So yeah. somewhere where it's more suitable for cutting and splitting. Yeah. So, you know, it's got lots of applications for that little farm. And, yeah, when you see the size of it compared to one of the Case 540s or something, oh, like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. But for me, Perfect it's brilliant. So, so the, then the question is, because I'm thinking about, obviously, I've gone over to no dig at the allotment now, right? Mm. And that's proving difficult in terms of getting enough muck in there because, obviously, you need to put a decent yeah. layer of muck. Yeah. I've done all right so far, but it's yeah. going to be something I'm going to have to actively go out of my way to make enough. Yeah. I know you've spoken about doing that in the past as well. What are you going to do to get that in in subsequent years? So the doors on the polytunnel were enormous. Right, okay. So I will I will still be able to get, I think the doors open to 3.6 metres. It wasn't right, the width, okay. it was the height. Right. Right, so... So is this little tractor going to be able to go in and out then? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. All right. And even the small telehandler I've got will go in and out. Right, but okay. I haven't got a four-loader for it. No, okay. And it's not that easy to turn. Yeah. I mean, with, with the little telehandler, you can take the exhaust and wind it down. Right. It's the the door height's two hundred and twenty centimeters. Okay, so it's not much more than your average. Yeah. No, but slightly more than a um, multi-story car park. Yeah. yeah. But the little, but the little, the little Kubota tractor, um, and, you know, just to drive it in the door, you could take the roll bar off the top and, okay. you know, drive it in three feet and put it back up because oh, it okay. flips down. Yeah, yeah. And then it's probably i don't know three feet high okay. <laughs> tiny right. in it yeah yeah, yeah. No, i was just thinking because if you're going to try and go down that no dig route you're going to need still going to need an awful i won't be going down area. the no dig route you're not i don't think so no i think that i think that for me i don't think i'll ever be able to then go right i'm going to bring in this much compost and cover it right. i think i'll need an element of cultivation okay. and turning in um but i'm it's willing to have, to have a look. stuff to turn in isn't you? yeah 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 oh yeah don't get me wrong but uh you know Having the ability to lay four inches of compost on the top of something is quite a lot, it's isn't it? It's a significant amount for that yeah, space. It is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I don't know, and it might be that it might be that in subsequent years I could run parallel patches and look at what the yields like compared. You know, I could do I could do a patch of well, no dig I, and a patch of dig. I and... know, I know what the because obviously I've seen the Charles Dowding stuff. I know what he claims. Mm. I don't know how accurate that is. My other yeah. worry is that I know that. I have heard about no dig is that you can develop a bit of a clay pan underneath okay. what you put on, yeah. and knowing what I'm going on top of, yeah, that's, that's probably point. not ideal. My is chalk it? is not going to be an issue with that. No, <laughs> right. crikey, my, my clayy topsoil is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even just even just putting um, some mushroom compost has made a big difference. Yeah. You know, before when I looked in there, it was like whoa. Oh. But now, even already, just this little light scattering. Yeah. It look, I could grow something in there. Okay. You could grow oh. something in there. And I only put it down one end yeah. and probably put an inch on and yeah. rotivated it really yeah. well. But learning how to use a rotivator or a tiller is not something I knew how to do. Right. And whether it's a handheld pushing one or a little three, four foot one that goes on the back of a tractor, these are all things, yeah. you know. And, you know, I was... I was looking at I was looking at it today, funnily enough, and I was using a really I was using a big tractor today because there's still no front on. Yeah, I'm am rotivating, but because I can't turn the tractor, I have to re go over things that I've done. Right, and the, and the wheels of the tractor I've got are bigger than the tiller at the moment until right. I get my small tiller. Yeah, and then I'm looking at it and thinking 
I might actually be doing more harm here yeah, because yeah, I'm yeah. rotating and then I'm compacting it again yeah, with yeah. the. And so that's exactly the same as I'm using a fork, <laughs> I'm digging over. it, and then I'm walking over yeah, it. Yeah. And I know that yeah. I've spoke about this before, but even though the scale is 30 times bigger than most yeah. people's garden, it's the same problems. It's the yeah. same questions you have to ask yourself. And that's yeah. why it's still relevant what's going on at the moment. Yeah. Um, because I'm looking at soil structure. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. What have I got? What can I get for free? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, what can I get? What's workable? What's local? That's what I'm after, yeah. you know, and, and trying to get organic matter to add to clay is something which I know a lot of people will be very familiar with yeah. probably in this yeah. part of the world. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. Well, it, it, most of Sussex, most away of Sussex. from the coast, the coast yeah. is just clay. Yeah. And so if you're in that position, I feel your pain. Yeah. <laughs> Time, times 500. <laughs> yeah, I dodged that one by just going down pretty much on the beach and it's yeah. just chalk. All right. Yeah. I don't have that problem, but everything's just dry and it drains away where I am. So different, different set of problems to deal with. Yeah, you've got nutrient drain, haven't you? Which is why I went over to No Dig, really, yeah. because I can, and particularly because my allotment's on a slope, what I've then been able to do is terrace it mm. and I can prevent the slope and the water washing away as well and yeah. washing the nutrients yeah. away that I might try and be mm. trying to put in there. I think, um, that the, I think that the ground is strong in the tunnel and yeah. in the pasture outside yeah. that I'm going to be growing into. It, look, it think, looks good stuff. Yeah, it, it does. Lots, it's, got to be lot, it's got to be lots of nutrients. Yeah, it's it's clay. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah, it just By needs, definition, it's just... It just a... needs something to stop it binding up because yeah. the polytunnel is going to be dry as a bone if I leave yeah. it for three days, isn't it? Yeah, Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I've been doing with regards to um, working at the farm. It's sorting, trying to sort the soil out. Yeah. And I'm aware that we're a little bit behind. Yeah. But there's no point starting to put things in the soil until the soil's right and at the right height and at the right level. Mm. The only thing I've done to counter that is I've got some bagged compost in yeah. so I can start some things off in pots, yeah. which is probably how I will go. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll be looking to raise things in pots and then plant out you know, once they're a little bit established. Yeah. Because I can raise them in the polytunnel, but off the ground. Yeah. And, and just use container grown and then just, you know, get my spacings right and bang them in. But yeah. there's so many different things on the go at the moment there. Yeah. Um, but but with regards to soil, it's just been about trying to find and locate a good, decent source of cow manure or mm. well-rotted or not. Otherwise, I'd take it anyway at yeah. the moment. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if it wasn't even well-rotted at the moment because I think that I can probably turn it over and rotivate it to absolutely enough it'll be all right yeah but i can also chop it down and down. i mean i could just keep going over yeah, and over yeah, and mixing yeah. it with the clay so there's much much smaller particles to yeah. rot yeah and and yeah. and the heat is in the tunnel yeah, yeah. so Should i don't think it would quick, take very really long yeah. at all yeah i have some good brassicas if nothing else <laughs> well, yeah, you certainly will that's some good taters mate <laughs> yeah. well i don't know the taters don't like it too hot too they? hot no but well, yeah. it's not going to be that hot. It's no, down, no. down, down no. after six no. inches. It's going to be like, oh, that's clay. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been sowing, mate. Yeah. I've been sowing. So I've been on that. So uh, I did a few weeks ago. I did some tomato, a few tomatoes and chilies, and the, I put them on the windowsill in, in the uh, kid. Well, it's one of the kids' bedrooms actually. Got leggy. Um, no, 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 no. The the cat jumped up and knocked them all over. Oh, the right, floor. nice. Yeah, bless the cat. So, uh, so I managed to scoop up what I could and mm. put it back in. And actually, I've got away with it. I seem to have got most of. Um, what I've sown has come up, which is good. Uh, and actually, I've done all right because it's a south-facing window. Yeah. Full sunshine most so of the day. So they're warm enough and so they're warm right. enough. What I had to do was, because remember last year, I fried well, you did the same. We fried some, Absolutely didn't we? Absolutely fried. So I, I remembered as soon as they, they germinated, I took the plastic yeah. cover off of yeah. the little grow house thing they were in. 
Um, and so that's worked really well. So I've they're now in the greenhouse in the heated propagator. Yeah. Those ones and I've Yeah, because I, I was chatting about maybe doing some sowings in yeah. my polytunnel, right? Yeah. But I still think that the nighttime temperature in the polytunnel is way too cold. It will be for tomatoes. You yeah. need, you need the and for chilies, you need that regular twenty degrees temp, yeah. indoor temperature I'll effectively. Just wait. Because they'll catch yeah. up, won't they? I think so. I mean, I did some mid-March last year, and it cost me about nine nine days, I think, compared yeah. to what I would normally expect. Yeah. So my normal thing is to aim to harvest my first tomato on the yeah. 30th of June. My alternative is to put a greenhouse in the polytunnel. <laughs> Which is a bit silly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. But it's it not is undoable. Bit. Is there not somewhere else you could do it? Because you're only talking literally about some germination trace. Yeah. And, and for but the scale that you're doing... It's light. It is light, yeah. So, but no... Unless Andrew let me take over his office, put them all in there. That's heated. Yeah. That's very warm and it's south facing. You've only got to get them to germinate and then you, you, you take them out. Well, I can't take them out. They've got to be in there, haven't they, while it's at night? Only if they're likely to get frosted. You probably oh, well, want them in. Grow there's no, away in there's the no frost in the polytunnel. I think they'll grow away in the polytunnel. Yeah. Well, it's worth a try, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I've yeah. got plenty of seeds. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I just, if it were me, I think I'd do half a dozen and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll probably do. And I think because. I can germinate them at home and then put them in. Well, that's the other option. Yeah. Yeah, just get them, once they germinated, and, and then put them in the polytunnel, as long as it's not getting frosted in there, it should be all right. It's not getting frosted in there. No, they won't, just, and, and actually, chance of, I mean, I know you're more likely to get it now than I am still, but there's, there was the odd windowsill window frost after this point last year at home, and that was about yeah. it. Nothing there's not been a frost in the polytunnel. Oh. And I'm there every morning at yeah. half six, seven, I know. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> it should be all right then. Um, so yeah, so I sowed those, and then when when they were big enough, they've now gone in the heat propagator. I've then sowed some more, so mm. I've sowed all of my main crop tomatoes for the year now. Right. They're in um, on the again in the prop, propagator on the windowsill, in the, in the south facing window again. Um, and so I've done. I think I did twenty four mountain magic in the end, and then another twenty four uh, Roma or Samizano. Mm. I think I had Samizano mostly, and then I've done a few odd ones to sell on the roadside. That helped to pay for my seed a couple of years ago, and I did that fairly yeah, reliably. It? It's good, it? So, well, I reckon you could charge fifty p easy for a tomato plant, a oh, pound yeah. and a pound, pound for a bigger one. People yeah. will buy them, and I've only got to sell about twenty five, and I've paid for my seeds oh, for yeah, the year. So, I'm I think I might be growing a few more than that. Yeah, sure. I know you. Yeah, yeah. I might give over an eighth of a polytunnel, mate. I'm relying on it. I'm, be I'm, great, I'm, it? I'm bringing my canner up in the autumn. <laughs> I'm relying on it. I'm, That's uh, just the indoor bit. Well, so this is what I've, I've what I figured is how I get involved, right? So just, <laughs> When the season comes around for you to need to do some preserving, yeah. then I'll just come around and go, what do you, what do you need yeah. preserving? How would you like me to can and this? I'll, I'll come and preserve some and I'll keep a That's share good. of it, in, you know, and do it that way. I reckon you can make decent sun-dried tomatoes in a polytunnel. I've got a dehydrator, mate. Yeah, that, do you know what that's going to get in there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I reckon they dry out, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I reckon they would, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I've, I've also sown um, cabbages in the greenhouse. Yeah. And I've sown some leeks and some lettuces. And I did some something else, which has eluded me now. And then I've also sown some outdoor stuff as well. So I did some um, Welsh onions and radishes, beetroot, corn salad, and uh, an all-year-round lettuce, round yeah. lettuce, outdoors in, in the allotment. And that's just all under plastic. So you know, you know those light fittings I robbed yes. out of a skip one year a few years back? Um, I've got those over top of those, and that just creates just enough warmth to help germinate. Right. And then once they're up, again, I'll just take that off. Yeah. Um, stop them getting frazzled underneath. So quite a bit of sowing been going on last weekend. I had to get out just as the sun was going down on Friday night because I knew I wouldn't have much time over the weekend to do a lot of it. Yeah. And I got out there and just got that done. And I will follow that up now with subsequent... 
excuse me, subsequent sewings. Yeah. Most weekends. And which is, I mean, and I know that I'm behind. Yeah. But I will get there. Yeah. And I think it'll be all right. I, know, I haven't put anything in yet at all. No, but it's still cold, right? So it is. Yeah. The reason I did what I I did was because I saw the weather forecast for the week and saw that it was going to be sunny and bright during the day. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I get those sown now. They're not going to rot out because it's wet, because the soil was nice and dry. Obviously, they'll suffer a little bit with the cold overnight, but everything I've sown has been under plastic or under glass, so that mitigates that a bit. And on by the coast, which we reckon is probably up to five degrees different from here, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well different. Yeah. Well so different. significant difference in terms of you get a frost and I really don't very often. Yeah. And so that is a big difference. And although the tomatoes need the heat, they're indoors. You yeah. need the heat to germinate there indoors. So I've well, done what, what what is so noticeable about the tunnel at the moment, you know, it's still got an open end, but it doesn't. Mm. The wind doesn't go. To, it's yeah. just the, is is the difference in temperature because of the wind chill. Mm. You know, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You unbelievable. Get out of the wind and it's probably ten degrees warmer, is it? Well, I, yeah, I'm working in my shirt. Yeah. As soon as I'm out in the polytunnel. Yeah. yeah. As soon as in the polytunnel, I'm in my shirt. It's about four or five degrees outside at the minute, and there with the wind yeah. chill. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it is significant, significant. Yeah. So, um. It, as soon as I can get the soil right inside, then I can start, you know, thumping out the rows of carrots and everything yeah. as well, you know. And I do think that if I work the rotavator deep enough, mm. the carrots will be fine, yeah. you know. I think everything yeah. will grow in there. Um, and we'll see what the return's like. It's all learning, mate, isn't it? At this stage, it's all learning. Very much so, but, you know, there's a lot of faith been put in me there and, uh, you know, I'm not feeling any pressure because it's, you know, we've gone into it with our eyes wide open this mm. year and... Mm. Getting the thing erected was mm. was a real battle. So, mm. getting it right and getting the soil right, and then getting some crops out of it is great. Yeah. But it's it's set up year, you know, very yeah. much so. Yeah. Um, but I have been planting bare root fruit. Okay. So I planted an orchard. Yeah. Um, and that's done. Right. Twenty. How many, how many trees? Twenty. Twenty. Twenty trees. So, uh, two cherry, two plum. Yeah. Four pear. So twelve apple, yeah. all different varieties. Yeah. Um, bare root, three year old. Yeah. So they'll have some blossom. I won't let yeah. anything go up there this yeah. year. Um, so, and bought from a local supplier, which was yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, not not Sussex varieties in no. any, but but grown and not travelled far. You know. Yeah. Um, got you know from a nice nursery very close by to where we where we are. Yeah. So that's in, and then I've also got. I think probably 40 raspberries to go in. Nice. And five black currant and 10 blueberry. I mean, they're not cheap though. No. Some of those are pot grown because it's quite hard to buy. We can't buy bare root blueberry, I don't think. Oh, no, you can, but yeah. not, 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 I don't know how good they are, but these are a bit more established. But, you know, and, 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 and with the possible exception of the autumn fruit in raspberry, yeah. most of this is. You know, we're not we're not going to take much of a return off it this year. No. But getting the soil right, getting the supports in, mm. and doing a job properly has been a real learning for me. Yeah. Uh, what was nice is that the guy from the nursery came over and done a really good sort of demo of planting yeah. fruit trees and how he would do it. Yeah. And you know, you got to take the advice of people who do it for a living, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> well, you'd like to think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that was lovely, and yeah. just. With all the construction work I've been doing and all the oh, infrastructure yeah. work, nice. just to spend a day mm. with a shovel mm. and a and a you know a 
mm. a little wagon load of fruit trees and put mm. them in. That was really nice. That was a really, really nice day. So have you got room for any more black currants? Particularly asked for so some reason. So I've left, yeah. Definitely, five won't be enough. Yeah, I could definitely, definitely do with more black currants. Okay. So if you've got them, yep. yeah. And if not, I was only going to propagate off them anyway. I can, I've got some that we did from cuttings. Yeah, defo have them. Last year. Yeah, I'll definitely have them. So they're only tiny now, but yeah, a couple of years' time they'll be fruiting yeah. enough to make so a difference. I've got what I've done is, and this is something else which is applicable to people, is that I'm working on 40 metre rows in the orchard. Yeah. So, you know, two two lots of 10 trees four metres apart. Yeah. And then, you know, when I was looking at the raspberries, I think I've got 25 metres of raspberries, but I did a 40 metre row because I know I'll end up with 40 metres. Yeah. I've actually done two 40 metre rows. Yeah. So there's enough. Because when you walk down on one side, yeah. it's nice to just be able to turn round and pick on the yeah. other side. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so um, and what was really nice is that rather than go out and buy all of that stuff, I went to the coppice yeah. and I cut those chestnut posts yeah. and post hole board nice. them and put all that in. Yeah. Um, and you using the estate because it is an estate yeah. really yeah. to provide what you need to grow is a yeah. really lovely feeling. I have yeah. to say. So they've gone in, um, and then then so in the so there's two rows of top fruit so that's like one plot each yeah. plot's each plot's 10 meters by 40 meters yeah and there's seven on one side and that's matched on the other side by the capacity not that we'll probably get there for mm. seven polytunnels right <laughs> of the same dimension yeah nearly <clears throat> um but the outdoor crops is what i've been more interested in at the moment because yeah. i'm kind of waiting on the soil in the yeah. polytunnel yeah. so outside areas i've marked out now yeah so you can see that there's these seven plots yeah and then it was sort of like well what am i going to put in them yeah and i didn't think i'd put things in all of them anyway no but i probably will yeah of course <laughs> um, you will sure. but a seven but a 10 by 40 plot is bigger than a normal allotment mm. um, obviously it's easier for me because i've got some machinery which will yeah. help that yeah. but whatever way you look at it it's it's not small is it you know no. 10 by 40 meters of potatoes is a lot of potatoes you're not hand planting them mate no you're not no you're not, yeah. no, you're, not. No. you're not digging that trench no. <laughs> so it's pl- just... so it's plowing yeah ridging yeah and then dropping in i will probably still have to drop in by hand because i don't have a seed potato yeah. seeder you know, which would drop them in every two, mm. two, two or three feet. Mm. But I don't mind dropping them in and then and then harrow it over mm. so that they're just covered. Um, but I'll do all of that probably with the Kubota. Mm. Or, yeah. I might not do the ploughing. I'll use it. There's about three tractors there of different yeah. sizes. Yeah. So learning how to plough will be this week. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, we might as well talk about what, what that's going to develop into. Those plots are have made me explore some different possibilities, which I yeah. didn't think I would do this year. But I'm certainly going to grow some grain in those. Yeah. Um, probably oats and wheat and spelt because okay. I want to try some ancient grain. Okay. So they'll go in. And then a legume, whether it's a field bean or a clover or mm-hmm. something like that, either a green manure, but just to fix nitrogen in the soil. Yeah. And then I will probably do a whole load of potatoes. And it, and it might be that that's not all for human consumption. It might be that, you know, if I've got a field of potatoes and then I've got two pigs in the autumn that I mm-hmm. can throw in there, yeah. Or, um, sorry, two pigs in the spring that I, I can put in and they'll root mm. all that out. Or it could be beet or fodder beet or yeah. whatever it is. You know, sheep, they use that round here where we live for sheep, don't they? They strip graze them on them. They do, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so it could be that. Um, the clover, uh, there's nothing wrong. I could put two beehives in it. Yeah, you certainly could. I could. I could, yeah. sit, I could sit two beehives in it. <laughs> yeah. 
literally, um, I could grow sweet corn yeah. and then feed that to animals mm. yeah. over winter, you know, goats and pigs and so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's about trying to, and I've been, I've been using this phrase this week called closing the circle. Yeah. Which I don't know where I've picked it up from. I don't. I don't think it's mine. I think I've read it oh, somewhere. It's a permaculture thing, is it? Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's about. Yeah. So for me, I was thinking about the chickens because we're going to get some meat chickens. Yeah. And obviously some egg. We're going to go dual purpose, so yeah. meat and. But being able to provide the straw, never mind the grain. Yeah. So I could feed them the grain, but mm. then use the straw for the bedding, which mm. is then going to be what they're on, yeah. which will then, then come out and go into the, the polytunnel yeah, yeah. or go in the next polytunnel because yeah, yeah. the next polytunnel is arriving. It'll be here soon. Mm. Uh, we're not putting it up, thankfully. Mm. Someone else is putting it up. But but the first thing that goes in there might be meat poultry yeah. on compostable material yeah. so that I'm not in this position next time. Yeah, I can just put topsoil in it. Mm. And it's already got yeah. two or three inches of straw. <clears throat> and they scratched it all up for you. Yeah. yeah, and got rid of anything that's in there. So just trying to be a little bit more kind of open or a little bit more with a bit more foresight about some ideas really but i'm very interested in um growing grain i've never done it i've got no experience of it i don't know anyone else who's done it Mm. um but trying to grow some wheat spring wheat and some oats well i know someone who does it i don't think he does oats but wheat i'm pretty sure he does Mm. um i'll have a chat if you want yeah i know that i haven't missed the window yeah and i can plow it this week and then harrow it or rotivate yeah. and till it. Yeah. And then I've got I've got a broadcast seeder yeah. on these ones that you just bowl along with and it sprays all the seeds everywhere. Yeah. Finding small enough quantities of seed has been tricky and I've yeah. asked you to have a look. And yeah. You can buy grain for human consumption, um, but it's not named, so yeah. I don't know what the variety is. Yeah. And then if I go to a seed merchant locally, yeah. most of them have got a minimum order of a tonne, yeah. uh, which is... I need, Quite a lot I, more than you need. I need eight kilos. That's what I've been. That's what I've been recommended by yeah. someone when I, when they said, "Well, how much space have you got?" And yeah. I've said, "Well, I'm doing a sort of you know, let's say I'm doing a four hundred square meter plot." Yeah. 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 Um, but they they said, "Well, your your sowing rate would probably be about eight kilos on that." Yeah. That's a tenth of an acre though. Yeah. Um, and by the calculations that I've worked out, that's not that's what you would need mm. for maybe kind of like a loaf of bread a day. Okay. That's not bad, is it? No. For All a right. family. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, obviously, you might have a good year or a bad year with yeah. regards to your yeah. wheat. But, you know, with these six, six or seven plots, yeah. I could do two wheat if I wanted. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I quite like the idea of trying the spelt. Yeah, okay. Only because... Spelt flour as well, so... Yeah, and it's supposed to be much better for people who've got gluten intolerance. Yep. It's not gluten-free. Well, no. I think there's a bit of a misconception that spelt yeah. is gluten-free, yeah. but it isn't. But because it's an ancient grain, yeah. it hasn't been developed for this high-yield, yeah. soft, white yeah. endosperm. You yeah. know, it's um, it's a different kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I've just been learning, reading about grains, yeah. really. And, right. and that's what my that's what all my learn has been this week and yeah. last week um, from a couple of good texts that yeah. I managed to get small small scale grain growing literally is the name yeah. of the book right. um, and it's an American book but it's been updated and revised yeah. and it's very applicable to over here so um, that's where I'm going with that that's pretty cool isn't it? I'm loving it yeah. loving it and I eat porridge every morning yeah so the ability yeah, to yeah. the ability to have oats which which you've grown yourself. And then milled yourself. Mm. That's, uh, that's an amazing thing. Yeah. I'm looking at um, tractor-driven combine harvesters at the moment. 
So not, one, not not a self-contained unit. Yeah, yeah but a, a bit of yeah. a, an a addition to your so existing ones, little fish ones that can go on there. Yeah. Yeah. You can buy very small ones and things like that, but I think we might go down the antique road here with a little four-foot header on the front and just find something. But um, a couple of years ago, the chap who, who's, um, whose farm it is actually got in a uh, steam horticultural society to come in and do... If you say to them, look, I've got a, I've got a small bit of wheat, do you want to come and yeah. try and use oh, your chap? Right, they okay. go, yeah, would yeah, I? And they yeah. come and bring... So th there are uh, um, opportunities. Yeah. And the worst that's going to happen is... I'm going to invite 10 fellas round and we're going to cut it by hand. Right. That's the worst yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to have... Get bring, the sides out. We're going to bring the harvest home, mate. <laughs> Get the cider out. Never mind the sides out, mate. Mate, I'm up for that. <laughs> just chip off the combine harvester. Get a couple of sides on the go. I'd love yes. to have a go at that. Yeah. Well, that's the worst that's going to happen. That'd be great fun. Yeah, and it might be that we have a go at that anyway. Um, it's hard work. But oh, yeah. Hand cut it. it. And then you've got to thresh it, yeah. and then you've got to winnow it. Yeah, yeah, but you can do it all by hand. Yeah. It's not it's not undoable. Yeah. Of course it's not. People have been doing it for yeah, thousands yeah, right. of years. We wouldn't be here otherwise, would we? Yeah. Let's be honest. But um, it could be an interesting thing to do. Oh, yeah. So they're the three. Yeah, so I, that's what I'm looking at at the moment. And 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 trying to build up an element of rota, you know, rotation on those as mm. well. Um, I, don't think, I don't think potatoes would ever be a problem. But I know that I'll probably end up doing at least one row of onions. I want to. I want to do a forty meter row of onions, just one row, just because you can. Eh? Yeah, just, just like that. You can. Yeah, yeah. Well, but the whole area is being is being fenced as well, which is right. a massive, massive bonus. Out, yeah. yeah, it's going to keep the deer out, and it might even keep the rabbit out because well, I have okay. seen some rabbit out there. Yeah. But um, when I bought the trees, the bloke said, "Don't plant any trees unless you can deer fence it because right. they'll so eat just, them, yeah. and they will do them yeah. in a night, all of them." Yeah. So, you know, wherever you are. However big your garden is, yeah. however big your allotment is, yeah. if it's two by two meters, yeah. if you've got pest damage, it's yeah. the same. Yeah. You know, so about protecting things before you can. Uh, yeah. There's about a four or five week leading on that, so um, we'll electrify fence it because yeah. we've got it. So yeah. we'll, we can put that around the fruit trees. Yeah. That's gone going around the fruit trees tomorrow. That's yeah. what the job is tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um, that will just try and keep the deer off. Yeah. But apparently the deer aren't that interested until it greens up and oh, gets okay. in leaf. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's where we're at. Amazing. So what have I been doing? I've been I've been on the bacon trail again. I've done a bit more bacon. Mm. Been using the slicer machine at work to the point that I think I've been thinking about buying a slicer machine of my own. Because yeah. then I could just make my own bacon. Do you know? it. Yeah. And then I'll have to have a chat with some of my fellow I know that's got a farm that might raise yeah. me a pig next year. But that's another definitely story gonna, for another day. Definitely going to raise some piggies. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been doing the cheese. Oh, I'll tell you my cheese, mate. Mm. It's coming on strong. My well, I, I did some soft cheese a while ago. And you know I've been trying to do the different types of cheese. Yeah. And I did a soft cheese, and I've been trying to get you know, like when you buy goat's cheese in the ch in the shops. Yeah, it's got a kind of white rind on the outside. Yeah, and in the middle can be quite sort of creamy and gooey. And I've been yeah. trying to get that texture rather than more like a a crumbly ricotta style cheese. Yeah, trying to get that more goat's cheese texture. So the last batch I did, I left in the molds for about a week, and um, once I took them out of the molds, I then wrapped them in greaseproof paper and put them in the in the wine fridge, right? So yeah. a little, one of those little wine fridges. Yeah, a little cooler. Well, yeah, you know. know. You well, know well, I know what you're like, Proper right? townie family. Yeah, we say, you know, just get yourself a shot today, Delilah. Darling, darling. <laughs> Prosecco, darling, Prosecco. <laughs> um, pink fizz. Anyway, no. <laughs> so that's, that's just been sitting in there. And I went to, to it the other day to just inspect it. And uh, got picked it up and it was like, it was rock solid. And right. I was like, oh, no, I've blown this. You know, right. It's just gone, right? It's just, it's just dried out, right? It's just... So it's been in 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 the fridge. In the fridge, it was in the mold, and I had in um, muslin mm. in the mold, like cheesecloth in the in the yeah. molds. And I left it in there just to sit. And when I've taken it out and I put it in the greaseproof paper into the 
wine fridge because it's got a fan in the back i think mm. it's just dehydrated it desiccated a it a bit yeah. a little bit yeah right but when then when i broke it open I was, and i was like oh actually it's a bit still a bit soft in the middle right? yeah and then i went to cut it and it kind of crumbled oh nice and then i put it on my sourdough crack and i was like it's not too bad. That's actually rather good. Yeah. <laughs> so you've invented a new cheese. So I've invented a new cheese, yeah. So I don't know what it's called. Air-dried goat's cheese, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Artisan air-dried. I need to think of some flash name for it. Waft. <laughs> Waft. <laughs> but no, I was well pleased. It is so tasty. Trying to think Kind of nutty and creamy yeah. all at the same time. What's the name of the old Sirocco? The wind, isn't it, that goes oh, over yeah, the desert. Yeah, yeah. This is my goat's cheese Sirocco. <laughs> Have a little chardonnay, darling. <laughs> but no, Goes cheese Sirocco, mate. It's so good. So I'm going to have to... Is well, that what it's called? The, the Desert Wind Sirocco? Is, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Because it didn't, didn't... One of the car manufacturers named the car after it when we were kids, didn't they? Do you remember? Oh, VW, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I'm, I've got to try and remember. I've, what I've basically got to start doing is writing down mm. and keeping a record of what I've done so that I can then recreate things. Because yeah. where I one of the things I'm not very good at, I'm get quite creative and I do things and oh yeah, do it that way and try that way this time, try that. And then I do it one, I do it really well once. Can't remember how to I do it. I never remember yeah. how I've done it. So it's just going back and just keeping records, I think. So that's something mm. I've got to try and just improve on. And the same with the bacon. So I've had different outcomes with the bacon. All been really good. But there was one particular batch that was particularly good. Yeah. My it's first just, one's never never been as good as the first one. No, but, really. But I haven't done as much as you and I'll come back into it and I think the next one I'll do, I'll do without the nitrates and just yeah. do it really simple and start over. But I have got a friend who's sending two pigs to market today. All right, okay. And um, I've asked if... It's funny enough, the guy I'm doing these beehives for, yeah. and he said, do you want pan in money or do you want pan in pork? Yeah. So I said, well, I'll have a bit and bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so he's going to give me maybe some loins and some belly, yeah. and then I'm trying to make a couple of bits up. Yeah. So um, I've got... A, the recipe I've been using more recently is two parts salt to one part sugar. So it's 100 grams of salt and 50 grams of sugar per kilo of meat. That's what I've been doing. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture of it and send yeah. it over to you. Because it is, it is so straightforward. 100 grams of sugar. 100 grams of sugar, 50 grams of salt per kilo of meat, if I remember correctly. And you just turn it every day, pour off any liquid that comes out, and turn it every yeah. day for, I forget, it's one day per inch of width or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's about five days normally. Um and that's worked really, really well, particularly, one, particularly skin on the skin on one I did the last one. Not this, not the yeah. most recent batch, but the one I did before was the nuts. That's the, what I want to try and do, and that's what I'm going to do going forward. So that'll be the bacon recipe done, um, and then I'll just make as much of it as I can. And what know. sugar are you using? Just brown soft sugar? I'll just actually use just granulated sugar. White sugar. Yeah, yeah, but I think brown soft sugar would be better. Don't get me wrong, I'll just use what I had. You know, yeah. I'm not going to go and buy sugar for that. Just no, had, no, no. Got Too some hard. in the pantry, so I just like grab that out, job done, you know. Bosh. Yeah. So that's really good, and that's definitely worth trying if you haven't done it before. Your chicken's laying? Chickens are laying again now. Yeah. Finally, mate, I was yeah. getting really frustrated. Yeah. Um, the oldest one's not started laying, the others are laying reasonably regularly, enough that we've now got more eggs than we need. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, mine are, and the quail started laying two days ago, yeah. so yeah. literally just started coming on, which is lovely. Yeah. A really nice thing. And, um, and they are um, seem to they've all got through the winter in that little run that we made. That's good, and um, we didn't lose any when I arrived. Early, yeah, so I arrived in the daylight yeah. tonight for the first time in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So nice. they're doing all right. I'm thinking I'm going to buy two more laying hens this year, though. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, because I just it. need to keep that new stock ticking over. I'm expecting to lose two of them. Really, There's two quite old birds in there now. Mm. Three quite old birds in there now. So, I wouldn't be surprised to lose all three of them next winter potentially. Probably won't. But. 
Well, I just went down there. Yeah. I just bought a black tail when I bought mine and a white ranger, mate. Yeah. I don't think you can beat them. They're just no. absolutely brilliant. And they're so friendly. Yeah. They're just, they're just great, aren't they? I just want, all I need is ones that, that lay different colour eggs to what I've already yeah, got. Which is what I did. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. No. So no. that's basically where we were at. But we've got a few other things to talk about. Oh, I, I mentioned we're cutting, didn't I? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're enjoying it, aren't you? Mate, I... I, there I told the... you, mate, you'd love it. <laughs> everyone, it's just something everyone should do in their life. There's nothing quite like the feeling of... Obviously, I haven't cut the tree down, but cutting the logs, yeah. getting them home, splitting them, stacking them. Stacking's a lovely thing. Yeah. And then, and then, and this is the best bit, Yeah. burning them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that sense of satisfaction of... I'm telling you, I've told you My house you is warm. And I've done it. And I've done it. Have it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's primal, mate. And Russia, you can take your gas. Oh, I knew it was going to come out. We're supposed to be talking about second half. Oh, we'll save that for in a minute, yeah. Um, but no, but heating your house with, with timber you cut yourself, it's just such a nice feeling. I and if it's say. and if it's well dried, yeah. you're not contributing to particulate matter, yeah. you're not contributing to carbon emission because no. it's carbon neutral. Yeah. You know, it's literally on my way from work, so I'm not going out of my way really to do it. No, to pick it it's, up. it's just, and I mean, obviously, no. you're using a bit of fuel Tiny in your bit saw. Of fuel in the saw, really. But yeah. it's, it's all the other skills it brings, and I know that for you know, I bought you that Norwegian logs. Mm. Isn't that a great book? Lovely book, isn't it? Yeah, by yeah. Lars Mitting is the it. name of the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lovely it's book. not all about it's not just all about burning stuff up. It's, there's a lot of stuff to do with culture in there. It's just the pictures a, of the log piles, mate. Absolutely, <laughs> but there's a lot in there about different varieties and about the culture of um norway obviously where yeah. where it's from and written and about you know mm. how the, how the, how even over there each family's got to have you've got to have two sources of heat for in your house because yeah. power cuts are so regular yeah. and what can you do if you're living in a, an environment where it's cold and then your yeah. electricity goes off but we might talk about that in a minute yeah, yeah, we? yeah we might do i have to say while we're on the subject of the fire though that tip you gave me about the birch Mm. it's been amazing yeah it's been a real game changer because i was struggling with it you know and and obviously cutting kindling and stuff and getting it small enough and all that and actually now i've just gone over to and i don't i'm not using fire lighters or anything now it's just a bit of bit of paper or cardboard i would definitely use birch bark if you can and it's just no not in birch bark just birch twigs i've got some in my pocket i picked them up i was down the field today so i picked them up a few little birch twigs little bundle of those in the bottom of the fire well the birch bark does the same job and it smells beautiful as well yeah it's just been brilliant so it's been getting the fire going really well so i'm well pleased with that so um, I think that is that everything I said I was going to talk about. I think I'm about there, aren't I? Yeah, I yeah, well, about there. It's been it's the seed sowing season, mate. It's so exciting, and the sun was shining. It's just you got all years. excited, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I tell you, I did start. I cleared away some of the winter crops to make space for those seeds, and then I've just composted those down. Yeah, so I actually shot. just took a hammer to them. Yeah. What was that? Your brassicas? Yeah, brassica stems. So I just yeah. got a hammer and I laid them down a bit too much. Just pulverised them up, chucked them in the compost. Old school. I right. was going to take them back and Pulver. shred them, and I was just like, oh. Take a little bit longer, but yeah, but it's all the business. Hands on, mate. Hands yeah, on. That's it. What we like. That's it. Anyway, should we take a break and come yep. back and talk about some other stuff? Absolutely. All right. Nice one. Okay, we're back, and we just just wanted to talk a little bit about, I think. Current affairs, really, yeah, not, not necessarily about, really. not about what's actually going on, but no. how it might affect us. Yeah. And, and that's twofold, isn't it? We talk, we talk about some of the extremes of weather we've had and the impact that has had. Yeah. You know, so 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 certainly for me, um, being without power and yeah. what that brought about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then obviously, um, with the news of the invasion of Ukraine, um, 
and and the knock on effect of that 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 might have not not necessarily on you know from a political point of view mm. but certainly from a resource point of view mm-hmm. and also it sh- throws a few things into focus that's all about yeah. about you know the ability to get by with things that you might not have at the moment yeah. and well i think i think right from the outset of this you know we we are first and foremost homesteaders and trying to be as self sufficient as we can be with what we've got but we've not and made any bones about the fact that we're both kind of on the prepping scale as well absolutely and self-reliant self-reliant yeah and and you know i'm not talking like bunkers and ak-47s no i'm I'm talking i've got a pantry with some stuff in it so that when i run out of stuff i haven't got to go to the shop to get it because it's already in the, yeah. in the pantry right absolutely or you've got the skills to be able to close a few of those circles like i was talking yeah. about earlier yeah and it, it it doesn't mean that you you're doing it all the time you know mm. it just means that you could upscale if you needed to yeah but more than anything, you, you can see things coming. Yeah. You know, you've got an awareness of what, um, you know, a conflict in Ukraine, Russia might have. Mm. And that's not scaremongering just by listening to the news and how everything's going to get expensive. Mm. It's about thinking about what the impact that might have on you mm. and your family and your community and, and, and being a little bit ahead of that because mm. it, we might not see the pinch for six months of, mm. on certain yeah. things. We might not we might not see the pinch at all on actual things, but I think everybody in the country before um, this we, we'd already been told there was going to be a hike in the fuel fuel costs and and that each household was looking at an increase in the energy bills. Yeah. And so the more that you can do to offset some of that cost, mm. whether it's just from a money point of view, yeah. never mind talking about insulation or mm. finding the best deal or whatever, is is going to be to your benefit. Yeah. And so being able to grow some food, if you can, um, being able to think about, you know, running a smaller vehicle even. Mm. That's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm using my daughter's car for work. I don't need to bring my great big 4x4 anywhere. No. I'm going to drive a Corsa because it doesn't use hardly any fuel. Mm. So why would I not do that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, for the sake of lugging stuff around that it's nice to have there, don't get me wrong, but mm. I don't need it every day. No. So what's the point, yeah. you know? Yeah. Thinking about... Um, some skills that you could upscale if you wanted to, you know, talking about grain grain. And we know that one of the things that, you know, we, we import a lot from from that area is flour. Ukraine oh, and, and Russia between them grow about a third of the world's wheat or something, don't they? I read some, somewhere, some crazy amount. Yeah. So it's going to have an impact somewhere on those prices of, it of that particular commodity. Isn't it, it? is, it's got yeah. To, it has to. I would imagine so. Um, and I don't think I can grow enough wheat at the moment. No. But I can... I can have a good go, mm. but it would mean then that, you know, I might have seed that I could carry on for next year if need yeah. be or what have you. Um, and it might just help. It might just help a bit, you yeah. know, um, saying that we probably could grow enough wheat if we, right, if that was all we ever grew. Yeah. 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 You've really turned your mind to it. You can find space yeah. to do it. I'm sure. But like a lot of people, I think you need to think about this going forward. You know, I need to get the grain now. So yeah, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. You know, I need to get these yeah. things on the go now, and so, yeah. and so, you know, it does throw some of those, some of those things that we take for granted a little bit sometimes. Mm. It's very, it's, it's quick how certain things can suddenly become much more valuable, isn't it? Much, you know, as a commodity. Yeah. You know, three three weeks ago we weren't thinking about I can't get any flour. No. But we are now. Yeah. And that's totally out of our control from where it comes from as something that we consume, mm. but it's not totally out of our control 
as something we could produce. Yes. And that's what it's yeah. all about, isn't it? Yeah. And so, you know, we're sitting here in my little tool shed, which I always think gives me so much capacity to do things. Mm. And some of my tools are power tools, but a lot of them are not yeah. for a very specific reason. Yeah. And going back to the storm that we had three weeks ago, um, I've got this, you got me these little solar lights they're cool, they? and they're absolutely brilliant. They're for camping. Yeah. And it meant that I could come down here in the middle of the night, turn on a light and find my hurricane lamps. Yeah. And then not try and light them in the dark. Yeah. And, and, and it made a big difference, you know, mm. having a set of batteries and a load of head torches, having a phone that's wired. Mm. You yeah, know, yeah, plugs into the wall. Yeah. Plugs into yeah. the wall. Having yeah. a phone with a cable, yeah. having a book with phone numbers written on it. Yeah. Having a power bank was pretty good, I have to say. Is that how you kept your phone charged? Because you managed to keep in contact yeah, on your phone. So I had a power bank and yeah. obviously I was going to work. So yeah. my 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 I had no power at home, yeah. but I did have power at work. Oh, okay. So I was able to take my power bank to work and charge it and bring it home. And I, obviously I could charge my phone at work yeah. as well, but I'm charging five phones. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, I was. It made me think about running because um, my, my power bank, I can charge up from a 12 volt battery because right. you can do it in your car yeah yeah of course yeah so it made me think about well maybe i'll get a trickle charger on a on a on a, on a bigger on a bigger uh solar panel yeah because you know the solar panels we've got here and i can't use it to directly charge my phone but i can charge a battery on it well i've got one in the camper yeah it's like it's about the size of an a4 sheet of paper I that's it think. that's what i'm after one and it just it literally just sits on there and it sits on the battery for that the whole trickle, time yeah and that's what i want to keep a 12 volt <laughs> yep. battery charged which i can then use yeah to run off a 12 volt circuit in here yeah, yeah. and then i could charge all my stuff in yeah. here because because you know it's it's hit and miss it would be lovely to have a generator right mm. here and i could hear them during the power cut yeah people you can were hear really them. using them yeah, yeah and to boil a kettle, fair play. It's not going to run my lighting system. It's not no. going to run. It's not really going to run my boiler. No. It might it might it might let run my gas boiler, but you're talking quite a lot of money to get that yeah. facility put in because all it does is keep the pilot alight. Yeah, that's all it is. But you you have to come off system and stuff like that. It's mm. quite difficult to arrange, and it might invalidate my 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 boiler um, yeah, certification yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. We had the capacity for heat. And we had the capacity for boiling kettles mm. and cooking on the top of the stove, but I've got gas hops. Yeah. But if a gas main had gone, I wouldn't have had them. Would no, I, you you've know. got a camping set up there, right? Yeah, I was talking. I'm talking about here. Oh, okay. I'm talking about here. Yeah. I've got gas on here. Yeah. But, but um, you know, I know that during the storm, uh, my next village over, in fact, yeah. where you worked, there was no water. No. For a for a day or so, yeah. because there was a main water mains damage. Yeah. And so it would it, it's not beyond the realms of possibility there could have been some utility damage. Yeah. So it's just having the capacity for those things. Have I got some water storage? Mm. Have I got gas, solid mm. fuel? Mm. And I just think having a stove, a wood burning stove, just well, makes it's been amazing. All I mean, I've the got, difference because you're warm. Yeah. And at a push, you could sterilise water. Right. The, at a push. But the the um, the kettle boils on top of the stove. Yeah, now, that's, and it whistles. that's all you need. It whistles. Yeah. When I get it hot enough, it whistles. So I said to my wife the other day, "Do you want a cup of tea?" Mm. And I went to the stove and I poured the water off, the, yeah, off the, rather it. than boiling the kettle. Yeah, love it. Straight off the stove. And she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and mine lives on the stove. So yeah, you know, I've got yeah. two on there yeah. that just sit yeah. there. Yeah. And and that's yeah. uh, and and don't get me wrong, when you're in a power down situation, all of that becomes more difficult. Even yeah. on the gas stove, yeah. um, it becomes more pressured and you have to think differently. Mm. But I can say that when the power came on, there was a genuine sense in the family of, oh, that's a shame. 
Yeah, well, I, I have to say, when my power didn't go down, <laughs> there was a genuine sense of, in my family, oh, oh that's a shame. Oh. Come I, up to bikes for a couple of no, hard nights. I was really looking forward to getting the mattresses down yeah, from upstairs, yeah, lighting the see, fire, yeah. sleeping down by the fire at night, because, of course, the gas centre heating wouldn't have worked. Don't, 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 don't flick the switch off, mate. Just pretend. Yeah, yeah, just pretend. I nearly did. I nearly did. I was really tempted. <laughs> so that's one thing. Yeah. The other things that we're talking about are obviously food, you know, not just wheat, mm. but... Everything's gonna have a cost in, increase, isn't it? So, yeah. growing enough growing enough food, um, whether it's on an, an allotment or whether it's on a farm mm. or whether it's in your garden, some things that can make a difference make a difference. And I would definitely get into that. I think I think if people are listening to this and they're interested in this way of life, they're already better they're off than ninety five percent of the population yeah, of, this, of this country, at least, right? Um, and whether that's whether they're doing anything about yeah. that yet or not, because they've got the right kind of mindset mm. of well, I'd like to be growing some things. I'd like to be yeah. producing some things. But I think I think you there's going to be quite a short time. A lot of people are going to try and do this now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. This is going to yeah. make people go, well, maybe I should grow. So, you know, not I'm not I'm not scaremongering, but I think people, if you want to do it, yeah, you know, I think there was a chap who said, is his name Reese, the guy who made a comment a few months ago that he'd heard us talking about asking a farmer yeah, for yeah. a piece of, and he went yeah. out and did it. Yeah, yeah. So don't be the third in the line well, there's, to there's do been that. A couple of Go people out and now. ask people, yeah, yeah. could I use yeah. a bit of your land to grow yeah. some crops and get your seeds before the seeds start going flying I off the shelf. both Reese and Heather on the Facebook group have mentioned, I think it's, yeah, yeah that they've actually been out and asked after... Yeah. One of the episodes we did, been out and asked their local people that are around them, yeah. do you use that bit of land? Yeah. Can and I look after it for you? Yeah. And they've got a bone. Two, two people that have done it and they've got positive results from yeah. it. And I know, you know that I've done it in the past as well. Yeah. And I think that, you know, finding that space, other people are going to be potentially doing the same mm. thing. Get out there, get it done. Well, I was going <coughs> to I was going to grow flowers in these beds. You're not now, right? Uh, of course I'm not. No. I'm going to grow onions. I'm yeah. probably going to grow 300 onions yeah. or maybe a whole bed of onions mm. and a whole bed of carrots. Yeah. Something bog standard. Yeah. A bit small for potatoes here, but I could grow yeah. I could grow earlys in there. Yeah. But I'm just going to grow things yeah. that I know that I will use. I might do a whole load yeah. of garlic in one, yeah. and a whole load of onions in the other. Yeah. So, know. so going back to utilities, then I, I, you know, thought that I've I've mentioned already. I'm looking at solar. potentially solar yeah. and batteries, and even if you've only got enough just to keep things ticking over, I think that is. It's the, it's the battery technology. The battery technology seems to have come down in price, yeah, and seems to be available in this country now in a way that it wasn't when you, you know, solar panels first came out. Mm. So there's lots of people that went in on solar panels and the feed-in tariffs, and the, everyone now thinks that that's what solar panels are. Mm. Every time I talk to people about solar, they go, "What you're going to go and you know sell you? How does that work then? Because they don't work overnight, and yeah. you know, and the, you need electricity overnight as well." I'm like, "Well, I'm going to have a battery," mm. and so having people understanding that notion, I think, is really important. Mm. And that helps to solve that problem rather than a generator. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, I just think I, I'm not a technically minded man, really. No. Um, but when I looked at what you know, my simple brain could get my head round running a 12 volt system in my shed first. Yeah. I thought I can't muck up the house. Yeah. For starters. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll see if I could get in here the ability to have a light. Yeah. And uh, r- run my radio. Yeah. Because that's quite important for me, mm. and be a, and have a USB charger, right? Yeah. So that those three things, if I can do that, I'm halfway to yeah, yeah. gaining some kind of yeah. um, capacity. Yeah. And then you know, when I was talking to a guy who's an electrical engineer, yeah. he said that on that system you could probably run a kettle three times a day, a yeah. twelve volt kettle, yeah. but that would be it, yeah, yeah. because it's the things that make heat. 
yes. which are the absolute drains yeah. from your power source. You don't source. need that because you've got the log burner. Of course, I have. Yeah. So and and uh, you know the other thing I was thinking about because well, I yeah I was actually quite looking forward to a power cut. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember nineteen eighty seven. Yeah. I remember as a kid, you know where we lived in the middle of the countryside. Yeah. Similar scenarios you've got here. Mm. Power went down and it wasn't going back on anytime soon because no. where we lived there was five houses. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the water company that was, you know, the, the big water treatment works is everywhere, well, but they had their own system. Yeah, yeah, so they, they, they were right? online. So who cares about five houses? So it took it took about a week to get mm. the power back on, definitely five days. I remember it vividly. And I remember mum and dad being like, what are we going to do? You know, we've got to try and feed everyone. Mm. And so they got the camping stove out and yeah. they cooked on the camping stove. Yeah. Yeah. It was October, so fortunately, you know, it was reasonably not, not too, too cold. Not too bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we maybe had a gas, Calagas heater. Mm. You know, one of those ones with the big, yeah, yeah, yeah. big like, um, blue, is it butane in the blue bottles? Yeah. One of those big 15 kilo yeah. or 13 kilo, whatever they are, in the back of that. And They're that, quite good, actually. Yeah. My they, mum and dad have got one. Yeah, they had a big old lounge. They just heated the lounge, right? Mm. And then we, we lived in the lounge. And so it was, it was just about having solutions, you know, like how do you solve this problem of yeah. what we're going to do? And I think more by luck than design, probably in those days, but they had the things because mm. we had... Yeah, we went camping. And, yeah, you, know, you had a few things. Yeah. The thing about gas, obviously, is that it's a finite resource, isn't yes. it? And, yeah. you know, I've got a few of those ones that take the little cartridges, yeah. but you're not going to get many meals out of them. No, no, you know what I mean? No. If you've got the space to put a big 20 kilo tank of pu uh, propane or butane or whatever it is, mm. and, and even if it's a single burner, mm. it's going to make a big difference. Yeah. You know, it's going to last for a long yeah. time. Or if, or if you've got barbecues and you keep spare fuel for the barbecue. Yeah. You know, whether that's gas or charcoal or even wood. I mean, I've yeah. cooked, I cooked on wood in the first lockdown. Yeah, absolutely. In the garden, cook steaks up on the wood fire. Oh, I Great. prefer, I prefer them. I yeah. prefer wood fire than yeah. um, charcoal. Absolutely beautiful. So, so but, but having but having the capacity to do things more more than one way is yeah. definitely two is one, one is none, mate. Absolutely. Well, there's a lot to be said for that phrase. It has to be said. And I think if you're you're thinking if you're listening to this, you're already better off, as I say, than most people in, in the country, and you. Or thinking in the right way, but have a think about how you're going to solve those problems for yourself. It's almost like a combination of old technology and new tech, really new technology, really new technology. Yeah. And so I'm looking at the really, and I'm not particularly technically, technically no. minded, but but sit in between both. Have a bit of yeah. the, have the new stuff. But if that you know, if you if you if your LED 400 lumens rechargeable solar head torch don't work, yeah. Get your candles out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've, got, I've got both of those, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. In fact, it's three thousand lumens my head torch. But anyway, that's another thing. But but no, absolutely, and I'm, I'm, and I'm all for the modern technology, particularly the clean technology. I think it's really important that yeah, we... Yeah, me too. We, and the, the one thing that I, you know, looking at what's going on in the world now, and again, not getting too political, but if people are listening to this, chances are you've got half an arm on the environment and mm. the world, and, you know, and, and, I, and I've listened to some doomsayers, and there's some sense in what some of them are saying about it's already too late and all that sort of stuff. But what one thing this is all going to do is further accelerate the movement towards greener technologies mm, because absolutely. you know my, my, my cousin's saying oh, 100 pounds to fill up the tank of my, my van you know I can't do that every week no. how am I going to do it well the answer is you're going to find another solution because yeah. you're not going to do that I can't I'm no. just driving <coughs> no. a Corsa yeah and my cousin he's literally posting on, on social media you know look I, I can't afford to fill my van up and it's like well okay so what's the solution it can't possibly be fossil fuels it's got to be something else yeah there's different like, solutions though there's you know Maybe as a society we have to accept that maybe we don't go as far in our machines. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But, but it's also about using public transport. But, things. but if you if you want to reuse, recycle, absolutely. right? Do it less if yeah. you can. First yeah. of all, you know. Yeah. And I, and I think it's really important. And if so, maybe that's I should what, grow biofuel. Absolutely. <laughs> Buy an old diesel car. Yeah. 
Yeah, vote, yeah. yeah, run it on like vegetable, vegetable oil or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like... Shouldn't have sold that Pajero, bruv. <laughs> shouldn't have done. Shouldn't, shouldn't have kept it. It died, mate. Mind <laughs> you, that did eat the petrol. <laughs> yeah. You like, want like a diesel Corsa? Wait, you'd have been driving around in it hungry. Yeah. You'd have smelled like smelled a chip, chip shop. shop. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have been starving everywhere you went. Nice. You're hilarious. But no, I think it is gonna, it's going to accelerate that return to those those greener technology or the, the move to the greener technologies, mm. which to my mind, in a sense, is not a bad thing, at least. No. You know, or, if that's, or if that's the simpler ones, like we're going back to, yeah. well, if the worst comes to the worst, we cut it by hand with a scythe. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. the end of the world. Probably have good fun. I'll tell you what, have some arm, won't we? Bro? Mate, I'm going to I'm gonna have to give up work before too long. You know that, don't you? You know that's going to happen. I'm gonna have to... Well, I've given up work, but I haven't. Oh, I know you haven't. And that's one of the reasons why I can't give up work yet. <laughs> but I'm going to have to give up work and come up there at some point and give me a hand. But I'm looking forward to that, that day when that comes. But that's all good. So I have to say just quickly, I should have said earlier, and I mentioned it's on on the previous topic, the beehives are not looking great. Yeah, yeah, you were saying, mate. Yeah, I, well, today, I know the air was cold, but the sun was warm, and the, some of the hives are sitting in the sun. Yeah. Not a single flying bee out there right. today. Yeah. And there's about eight or nine hives, so they can't all be dead, but it's not looking good. Well, I mean, they could all be dead. They could all be dead. They could all be dead. They could all be dead, but probably not through starvation. Then then you would be looking at, because they are crammed together, a yeah. transmissible disease. Yeah. I mean, that's quite rare, but, you know, we'll know as soon as we do this spring inspection. Yeah, we'll have to go and do They that. were flying earlier, though, weren't they? They have been. They were flying in, in the autumn, but I haven't seen any for a while now. Oh, haven't you? No. Um, no our colleague who keeps some on site, hers are right, though. Are they? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. they are. And we've got one left. If, let's just say all of them are dead. You've got yeah. some at Arlington, though, right? Yeah. They all right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, I don't know. I assume and they are. And there's one colony at... Um, yeah. We're not completely bee-less, but no. we're... we're what, what do you call a beekeeper that's got no bees? I don't know. Be liker. Bee loser. Bee loser. <laughs> but do you know what it might do? This is what I was thinking, mate. Yeah. This is a nice way to finish on. There's a lot of bad news out there, but you've got to look at each thing as an opportunity. Yeah. I've always wanted to raise some queens. <laughs> yeah, I have. Really so, have. So get one of them colonies. Yeah, yeah. That's all we do. That's all we need. Just but... Did you keep enough honey back for two years? Oh, mate, I've got honey. They were, for, they were all right. I reckon I've got honey for decades. Have you? Oh, I I've haven't. Honey for decades. I'll be coming round your house then. <laughs> I reckon I've got about 30 jars left. Have you only got 30 jars yeah, left? I what have you been so, doing yeah. with it? Eating it. All right. Okay. Well, I'll sort you out with some more. I've got some from a few years ago as well. Oh, still, I saw it, mate. Just sitting there. That could be quite a good commodity this time next year, I reckon, mate. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Well, we'll leave it there, shall we? Yeah. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you've enjoyed it, uh, please do tell your mates. Get everyone listening and liking and following and all those good things. Yeah, man. And uh, we will come back and speak to you again in a few weeks' time. All right. Take care. Who knows where we'll be at by then, mate. Eh? It's exciting times. <laughs> See you, mate. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. So thanks very much, everyone, for listening through to the end of another episode of uh, the Urban Amsterdam UK podcast. If you've enjoyed what you're listening to, please come and join us on our Facebook group. Uh, you can come find us on Urban Homestead in UK on Facebook. Uh, come and find us on Instagram and uh, all those other good places. Please tell your friends about us and uh, do come and listen again. Thank you. Bye-bye.